Well, I'm so prompt to be uh, to be speaking this morning. And if you're visiting, I'm so glad you're here. Hopefully someone wonderful invited you and you're thinking, what is going on? Well, you're in for the ride of your life. So hang on this morning. And I know God's gonna bring something to you that's gonna help you because that's what He does. He brings help to our everyday. And we have been in a series on relationships called It's Complicated. And I don't know about you, but my relational world has been complicated. Do you want a little snippet of my complicated relationship life until mum and I met Jesus? I was raised in Penrith by my beautiful mum, my solo amazing mama who's here this morning. Can we give her some love? We love you, mum. She's crying. So good job, guys. We did it. <laughs> you always know a good card, right? When you can make your parents cry. It's like, yes, that was a winner. My beautiful mum raised me. We lived in housing commission. It was wild and it was awesome. It made for some wonderful stories. And uh, I didn't meet my dad until I was in my 20s. And over the last 15 years, I have had seen him about five times. And it's a beautiful story of reconciliation, which I won't go into today. Um, he passed away earlier this year. I have two half siblings on either side. One of them I've never met. And one of them I met when I was 16 because she was adopted out. It's pretty awesome, right? It's an amazing story. But God entered our lives and change began to happen. Change that enabled us to have the most beautiful relationship and change that enabled us to release and walk into a future that God would have us have healthy, strong, secure relationships in friendships, in family, in working environments, in church life. And, you know, the, the having healthy relationships is not like an add-on. You know, Jesus comes into your life and it's like an add-on. It's actually the core, one of the core pursuits of the Christian life is to have a healthy relationship with God and a healthy relationship with the people in your world. And I don't know what your story looks like. Maybe there's some similarities to myself. Maybe there's been abandonment, singleness. Maybe you're separated from relationship with a father or a mother. Maybe you're in this country and not a lot of other family are here with you. But I tell you, no matter what you face, no matter what your relationship story looks like, God has a beautiful future and it's for strength and it's to set your feet on a rock. And his name is Jesus. So are you ready for that this morning? I can feel the anticipation in the room. Uh, when I was looking at this series, It's Complicated, I thought, um, yes, everything is complicated until I have the Lord. And although God is complex, He's not complicated. The devil brings complications. God brings clarity. He brings assuredness. He made the tides to be perfect. He hung the universe in the sky. He knows what women want. <laughs> A good one. My husband liked that one. He doesn't bring confusion. He brings clarity. And although he's complex, he has a way forward for you that is with good understanding. You know what it is he wants you to do. And uh, we're going to look to the Word of God this morning. And if you're new and you've, you're wondering where we're getting all this wisdom from, it's, it's the Bible. We believe in the Bible that is, is the inspired Word of God. And uh, we are going to look to this this morning and glean some wisdom and so I'm going to lead you first to my favourite passage of Scripture of all time and possibly forever, and that is in Jeremiah 33, verse 3. I think the team have it to show you. And it says this, Call to me, God says, and I will answer you 
and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. I have looked at this scripture in so many seasons of my life. God, I don't know what to do next. I need your help. I need your insight. He says, call and I will answer you. Maybe you've just started that calling out to God side of your life. Maybe it's a new thing. Keep going. Don't stop. Keep calling out to God and you will know that He will respond to you. Maybe it's through a friend in church. Maybe it's through an answer to prayer, a job that you've been praying for and needing. God has a future for you. And uh, all across this locations this morning, our 11 locations, we are talking about a certain part of our relationships that God wants to lead us in, and that is taking responsibility for my life and not just trying to fix everyone else. I'm sure you've never been in that situation. I'm sure you're never in the wrong, much like me, not. But God, in His, uh, in His ways, when we walk with Him, asks us, you know what? I'm going to mature you. I'm going to make you the kind of person that is growing. Healthy things grow. If you stop growing, it's not healthy any longer. God wants to begin to change what I can change so that I have grace for others. Let Him deal with them. I'm going to deal with me. I'm not going to help change what I can see in your life. I'm going to ask God, you know, Lord, help me. What can I do in this relationship? And that will bring great healing if you start first. And so this morning, we're all turning to this scripture in Matthew 7, which I'll get to in a moment. But first, Philippians 2 verse 3 says this, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or in vain conceit, rather in humility, Value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but to the interests of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. That is easily said than done. <laughs> Am I in good company this morning? Don't look at my own needs. Don't look at my own wants. Don't look at my own desires. What, how can I love and serve the people around me? What is it they need from me? What is it I can bring to them? How can I love them with the kind of love that Jesus Christ has lavished on me? It's quite a selfless love. He shows us how to live. Very unique. Not my human love. It's another kind of love. It's a kind of love that is faithful and long-suffering and has joy and peace attached to it. And that's the kind of love that God has for us. So let's turn to our core passage this morning and buckle up because it's a kicker. Matthew 7, verse 1 to 5, says this. Do not judge and criticise and condemn others unfairly with an attitude of self-righteous superiority as though assuming the office of a judge, so that you will not be judged unfairly. For just as you hypocritically judge others when you are sinful and unrepentant, wow, full on, so will you be judged. And in accordance with your standard of measure, used to pass out judgment. Judgment will be measured to you. Why do you look at the insignificant speck in your brother's eye, but do not notice or acknowledge the egregious, I don't know how to say that word, log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me get the speck out of your eye when there is a log coming out of your own eye? You hypocrite, play actor, pretender. First, get the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. What an image, right? Who's heard this passage of Scripture before? Yes, what an image. You know what? I can see you've got an issue with this. So I'm just going to help you. Meanwhile, the Lord is saying, I want to help you in an area of your own life that maybe you can't quite see. Let me deal with them. 
I am going to deal with you. And he does it mercifully and graciously and in the right timing. You can trust him. So we're going to glean three thoughts just this morning from this from this passage. And um, really, I think they're lessons to live by, lessons that are actually going to help your relationships be blessed and healthy and actually enjoyable because you're going to choose your timing and you're going to choose the things you will and won't do. So my first thought for you this morning comes from a song that I think we sung as when my children were little, but I'm not going to sing it this morning because unlike you, I'm not a singer. I will not be singing this morning. But I'll be careful, little mouth, what you speak. Who knows the song I'm thinking about? I think it's Colin Buchanan. I'm not singing it again, but be careful, little mouth, what you speak. It says, do not judge and criticize and condemn. Once we begin this life with the Lord, he truly changes us. He begins to show us mercy and begins to change the way we react to others. We should sound like him. We should feel like Jesus when people are interacting with us. We should have a non-critical tone in our voice that comes out of us because the Lord has dealt beautifully with us. And can I encourage you that if you are speaking quickly, slow down. If you are speaking sharply, slow down. God helps us choose our timing and choose our words. There's a a prophet in the Old Testament who I would have been a brilliant uh, replacement for, and her name was Deborah, and she was a judge. She was a judge in, uh, in the Israelite days, and she would, it says she would sit under the tree, and the people would come to her, and she would judge them, that she would say, you are wrong, and you are right. You will pay the penalty, and you won't. I think I would have made a brilliant, a brilliant Deborah. That is kind of like me. I like to call it as it is, and I've got a quick solution, but God has helped me tame my tongue. And sometimes I'm not great at that. And he reminds me, I'm taming your tongue. Slow down your tongue. Don't say everything you're thinking. (gasps) Amazing. What a great thought. (laughs) And I know that if I'm not listening to his lead, I can run away in my own ways. But God says, if you want to have great relationships around you, you're going to need to harness that tongue and say what will build up. Say what, what, don't say what will, is going to tear down. Say what will edify, bring life. Maybe it's in your team here serving at church. You're the person that brings life. You bring positive. You bring encouragement. You bring the Word of God. And that will rub off on your family, on your children, and you will have a sound that comes from you that brings great health in your relationship. Criticism is not the way. Fighting is not the way. The devil is the accuser. He's the one that accuses. God brings love. God builds up. God does not tear down. He says, you can go on. You can go forward. I have forgiven you of your past and I will speak good things over you. When when the Messiah, who the Israelites and and Deborah's people were, were waiting on the Messiah to be born and they thought when he came, he was gonna overthrow all the government, the godless government that had been oppressing them. He was gonna come and be a warrior and you know, slay all of those who didn't profess God's name. But who came? A baby in a manger who grew up to love and to serve. 
and to bring an expression of God's love that was nothing like the people imagined. That's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to take the sword out of your hand when it comes to our relationships and enable you to serve one another exactly how he served those he was trying to win. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Last weekend, I was talking to a lovely one of our team. Actually, can I just honour um, beautiful Miranda who came with me this morning? She's a wonderful girl, um, woman on our team and uh, part of our, our leadership team. And also my beautiful daughter Harlan is here this morning. I love that you're here today. It's so lovely. Can we give her a hand? She's just highlighting in her Bible, listening, taking it all in, I'm sure. We're like twins, aren't we? We look so alike, except for the red hair, but that's all right. There's always grandbabies. You can give me redheaded grandbabies. Um, I was at church last weekend and talking with one of our amazing team. Um, she, uh, her name is Pastor Kerry Saundercock. Actually, her hubby is preaching tonight. And uh, I was telling her how, oh, I locked myself out of my house again. And I said to her, I probably honestly lock myself out of my house once a month. And she was shocked. Like, how does someone do that? I said, oh, you know, it's busy. I'm a fast-paced kind of girl. Let's just get in the car. Let's get going. But we have a balcony in our backyard that's about from here to here, you know, four metres up on the ground. And if I have locked myself out of my house, I take off my shoes and I, I stand on the, on the balcony and I spider monkey across to the other balcony and break into my, I won't tell you where in case you're a robber. I break into a, um, I've locked it now, so there's no point trying. Dorian, don't even think about breaking into my house. And uh, the girls love it. It's like spider mummy, you know, I'm like spider mummy. And uh, she said to me like dazed and confused, like how, how are you still doing this? You're gonna hurt yourself. She said, why don't you get like a, a lockbox, like a key lockbox and put it, it's amazing, it just blew my mind. I thought, why have I not thought of that? I tell you what, when God comes into your life, he says to you, the things you are doing are crazy. The way you are reacting in this relationship is crazy. You are not gonna sustain that relationship if you keep doing the same things that you've always done. I have come to bring you a new way. You must take on the new way. The new way is going to save you. The new way is going to hold you. But it's going to require letting go of that pride, getting tame of my tongue, and listening to him. The second thought for you is be careful, little ears, what you hear. Glad you're listening this morning. Why do you look at the insignificant speck that is in your brother's eye, but don't acknowledge the log that is in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, let me get the speck out of your eye, but there's a log in your own eye. I tell you what, giving the Holy Spirit regular permission to just speak to you about the areas of your life that might be a little wayward is one of the best strategies of life. And I encourage you, maybe hearing directly from the Holy Spirit is new to you, but there are some godly, great people in your world. I know it because you're here today. And they might be the kind of people that you say, I'm really struggling in this area. I'm really struggling in this, this relationship. Is there anything you can see in my life that I could, I could be doing differently? Would you tell me? Just tell me how it is. Maybe they're a connect group leader. That's what's so good about being a connect group. You're not just 
got your own perspective. You've got the perspective of other beautiful Christians around you. And you can say, you know what, could, could I be maybe adjusting any of the ways that I'm, I'm doing my life? And they might say, oh, there could be this one thing. <laughs> oh, maybe there's a huge log, yes. <laughs> maybe there's something you're doing that you could think about doing in a different way. The last bit we'll get onto in a moment is sometimes you will be on that other side of the relationship and someone's asking for insight. You will need God's help, the Holy Spirit, to go, how do I gently navigate this in a way that is not going to criticize and condemn but actually bring life? But asking is a good position to be in. Pretty well every time we Every time we preach, we'll ask someone we're with, hey, like, what could I have done less of? What could I have done more? And that's just one part of my life. I want to have that same insight when it comes to, to my marriage and, and how I work. We've asked Richard Forsyth, regularly we ask him, hey, if there's anything we do as parents, raising them as kind of pastor's kids in the house, doing a lot, and you think, oh, I wish I could speak into that. Can we just give you permission to do that? And he's done that. And I love that. So can I encourage you? Open your ears to the right people. Sometimes that's going to save you. You're going to just begin to acknowledge, yeah, I could do that a little differently. I dare say the things that people bring up, we're already aware of. (laughs) But we just need the encouragement to go, yeah, I'm going to work on that. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Oh, this is a great story. I really wouldn't ever say sorry, ever, 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 unless the Holy Spirit prompted me. (laughs) I mean, it's not that often, because I'm pretty much always right. But (laughs) I wish James would hear. We'd have a lovely little smirk right now. I remember even as a kid, even as a kid making up pretty outrageous reasons why I'd reacted and basically done the wrong thing, reacted in a crazy way. I remember making up, you know, excuses. I just did not want to take responsibility. I don't want to acknowledge that I was wrong. You were crazy. Just acknowledge you were wrong. (laughs) But God has helped me. Thank you, Lord. God has helped me just, you know what? I need to apologize. I was just out of line. I do that with my kids. The Lord prompts me if I've reacted in a way that's just not great. You know, I'm sorry. Mommy's sorry. I shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. Do I do that a little bit? Probably too much. (laughs) God wants to mature us in a way that will save us. So keep listening to those good voices around you. We don't need to fix everything in a hurry. We just need to fix things as they come up in the timing that he has because that's where the grace is. The last thought. We talked on this just a little bit a moment ago. But be careful, little heart, what you start This passage does not go on to say that, goes on to say that there will be times when you are in those other shoes. Maybe you're a leader, maybe you're a team leader, maybe you're a mom or a dad or a spouse or in a working environment, maybe you're a boss. And a boss, (laughs) sorry, this just seems funny. (laughs) And you will be in those other shoes. And God has put you in a position potentially to bring light into a not great scenario. And the scripture goes on to say, first get the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Being humble and, oh, thank you, Wilson, you just arrived like the Holy Spirit. (laughs) 
Yeah, you go. Yeah, stay. God wants us to be in a place where we know I am I'm broken. I know I'm not perfect. That's a good place to start. If you've identified, you know, yeah, God is actually working on a few things in my life. But you feel like He's leading you to bring love and truth hand in hand. Can I encourage you to do that? If He's leading you. And you've got to pick your timing. That's why I really don't like social media critical jabs because there's no relationship there. There's no relationship to, well, this is what I believe. Well, are you doing life with someone who's literally facing that? Because if you're not, it's very difficult. If you're doing life with someone, you're in step with them. You love them dearly. And you feel like, I'm going to bring some love and some truth. Ask Him to lead you. I have found with, even with friends who have left church for whatever reason, and a few of them I'm still in really close contact with, I have felt the mercy to bring things up, maybe once, maybe twice. And then I have felt the grace, no, stop, just love, just serve, just love them, just be present, be there when they call. Don't bring criticism. But if there is the time to bring light, bring light and be prayerful about it. You don't criticise someone and you're done. Mercy flows from relationship. Can I speak to those who are married this morning? This must happen. You must speak honestly with each other and you must choose your timing and get mountains of grace. I think sometimes people might look at other couples. I look at you, um, Jackie, and your gorgeous husband. I should have said that the reverse way around. Your wife's gorgeous. Sir. <laughs> and I think, oh, Jesson, I must, I will get to loving and honouring you. And they look at maybe people who have been together a long time and they think, wow, they got lucky. Oh, good on them. I imagine if your relationship is anything like ours, you have been in the depths of darkness or one of you has been good and one of you has not been good and you continue on by the Holy Spirit, grace, truth, grace, truth, grace, truth. Keep talking to one another. With your kids, you want to stay close to them. But I imagine when my kids are not so little and I can't just tell them what to do anymore, I'm going to have to have grace and truth and let them grow and let them go. Grace and truth. Let me close with this passage of Scripture. In Colossians 3, verse 12, it says, These are the clothes you must put on. Since God has chosen you, made you holy and lavished His love upon you, you must be tender-hearted, kind, humble, meek, and ready to put up with anything. You must bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against someone else, you must forgive. It's a commandment. Just as the Master forgave you, you must do the same. On top of all this, 
Put on love, which ties everything together and makes it complete. What a beautiful passage of Scripture. It's like putting on my clothes in the morning. It's like I'm putting on love. It is not my first reaction. It's my God reaction. I'm putting on love. And it's going to make me strong. It's going to make my relationships healthy. Sound good this morning? I can see lots of very contemplative faces. hope that's a good thing.